The Giants walked in Minnesota's trap and took over Minnesota's trap, defeating the Vikings 31-24 on Sunday in the wild card round of the playoffs. And Big Blue is moving on to Philadelphia in the divisional round. It'll be Giants-Eagles part three. Buckle up, folks. We'll break down the Giants win in Minnesota. Daniel Jones, dominant game, historic performance with his arm, with his legs, doing it all as the Giants win their first playoff game in a decade. We'll break it all down and look ahead to the divisional round. It's all coming up next on a first playoff victory edition of Blue Rush from the New York Post. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All hail the New York Giants! postseason win for the Giants since their Super Bowl run with Eli Manning. Welcome to the first ever Blue Rush Playoff Victory Podcast, our New York Giants podcast from the New York Post. I'm Jake Brown alongside Brandon London, who led that Giants watch party in Hoboken today with Ahmad Bradshaw and company of Packed House. Lawrence Tynes, two-time Super Bowl champion in the building, watching from the comfort of his home. And Giants beat writer for the Post, Paul Schwartz, coming live from Minnesota right now before he flies back to New York on Monday. As you all hear this, those highlights courtesy of Fox, the New York Giants go to Minnesota and win 31-24. They're headed to Philly to take on the Eagles in the divisional round, a statement victory. Lawrence said 27-20. He got the margin of victory right as they win by seven. Daniel Jones making history, the first QB in playoff history to throw for 300-plus, run for 70-plus, and throw for two touchdowns. He keeps getting more money in his pocket, Lawrence, and we'll kick it off with you. What a victory for the Giants outside of, you know, trailing early. They seem to, like you said, dominate this football game after that. And they did it with zero sacks on the board. Time of possession, 33 to 26 was big in this. And they, you know, they had Daniel Jones dominate the ground game. They did. um, Biggest stat you did not mention, no turnovers. That was important in that building. That's what cost them the game last time. Yeah, they listen, they looked outstanding. I mean, defensively, they didn't have their best game. They didn't have their A game, but you know, they they limited uh Jefferson to 40 something yards. I hate that Daniel lost the 80 yards rushing he had with those kneel downs. I just hate that. You know, the 70 plus, it it you know, I, I, there should be a a stat for that somewhere that gets thrown away because 
you're just taking a knee, but he was outstanding. And as you mentioned, he continues to stuff his pockets full of money. Cons, you want the man to get paid. He wants Danny Dimes to get paid. He wants him to get every single yard and every single dollar after that performance. And I know, Paul, after the Colts game, everyone, we were like, let's not be too emotional. Let's not do too much. But this dude just showed that he can put a team on their back, on his back, and be a franchise quarterback. And I was with Amal Bradshaw, and I'm like, what do you what do you think? What like what do you think? You does does he get paid? Does somebody pay him? He go, you know how he always rocks forward. Go to the rock back and forth, yeah, yeah, yeah. Back, the steady rock back yeah. and forth. He says someone is going to pay this man. And like not to get into that right now, but it was just one of those performances as a wide receiver. I'm looking at this and I'm like, this dude, location, location, location. He's putting the ball everywhere the ball needs to be. And at the same time, he is using his feet and making the play that needs to be made. Haven't seen this from Daniel. Or we've seen we've seen bits and spurts. We've seen it leading up to this, but this was what this was that this was that moment where we were like, okay, this dude is for real. Six overall pick of the NFL draft. He balled. All right, Paul, take us inside U.S. Bank Stadium. Take us in there right now. Well, look, first of all, it was louder than it was on Christmas Eve. There was no question about it. You know, don't forget. Giants win the toss. They defer, right? They want the ball in the second half. Vikings go right down a field and score. And I'm like, you know, Justin Jefferson has four catches on that drive. And I'm like, here we go again. Here we go again. Where are the adjustments? Do you realize how many catches Justin Jefferson had in the second half? Uno. One catch, four yards. Now, okay, Dory Jackson coming back is part of the story, not all of it. Um, Hawkinson, the tight end, had a big game, right? Ten catches. How many touchdowns did he have? Zero. Touchdowns for Jefferson, zero. They didn't wreck the game. I mean, Jefferson was completely taken out of the game, which is amazing. Saquon Barkley was asked after the game about Daniel. He said, look, he is an elite quarterback. We've known that for some time. And listen to this, what Lawrence, you said about the turnovers, right? When when Daniel came into the league and he had a lot of promises as a rookie, he could not hold on to the ball, right? He threw interceptions, not terrible, but a lot of fumbles. So they trusted him in a playoff game. They literally put the ball in his hands. If I would have told you he's going to have almost twice as many rushing attempts as Saquon Barkley, you would have said, that doesn't sound right, right? That doesn't sound right. So the fact that they let him throw it 35 times and run it 17, and it was as clean as Mr. Clean, right? No turnovers, nothing. I mean, in these games, one turnover – and and they would have lost the game. You know, I mean, look, the Vikings are good. The Vikings got a really shabby defense, but they have a really good offense. And um, it was loud. And um, you could tell in the second quarter when the Giants went down a field. No, the, the first quarter when it was 14-7, you could tell it was a little bit of a murmur like, we don't know if our defense can stop these guys, you know, and, and and it just carried true. It carried true. I mean, you know, the punting was, you know, the Giants didn't have to punt till the second half. It was the, the, the Daniel Jones. You know, we went into the playoffs thinking this guy's got a great quarterback. This guy's got a great quarterback. They got a great quarterback. They got a great quarterback. I'm not saying Daniel Jones is a great quarterback, but he's lifting this team up. And, um, you know, the Giants will pay him handsomely at some point, you know, in the right time. Lawrence, this was a team that, that hadn't scored 30 plus in years, and they've done it uh, two times in the last three weeks. 
I mean, this offense is clicking at the right time and the Jones rushing game, but the Jones to Hodgins connection is keeps growing week after week after week. And, you know, he talked with you, Paul, after the game about them practicing after practice and getting one-on-one time in because they didn't have OTAs. They didn't have a training camp. And how they've developed is unbelievable. Hodgins was remarkable. Eight catches, 105 yards, a touchdown, including a long of 32. The connection and the chemistry he's developed with these guys over time just continues to amaze me, Lawrence. Yeah, it's been special to watch. And obviously, Slayton should have had had over 100 yards, too, if he doesn't drop that ball. Um, Not harping on the bad, but he had a nice game. Hated it for him when that happened. Obviously, the the defense bailed him out. Yeah, you know, 17 carries, I believe, is what Daniel finished with, and Saquon, nine. Never in a million years would I have thought that. Now, they ran the ball effectively, but they came back out firing, throwing the ball. Uh, You know, Hodgins went up against Peterson a lot, and uh, Peterson's an all-pro player. I think he got voted first or second team on one of those all-pro selections last week, but you just got to give a lot of credit to this coaching staff. Let's, let's, um, you know, they took – obviously, they took away Jefferson, but, you know, Hawkinson – it was pick your poison, right? And they picked the Hawkinson poison. They'd rather have the Hawkinson poison over the inland Taipan, the most deadliest snake in the world. That would have been Jefferson. A little reference there, a little National Geographic. But yeah, they just, they they made adjustments. You know, they took Jared Davis out of the game, I think, when he was getting beat a lot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he, was a, he was a nice story in Philly, and maybe he fits better against that scheme, which would make sense. But he can't really play in space. If you watch him, he's not good in space. Very surprised he got a jersey, right, after a game. You know, Jake, you mentioned last three. It's really the last two games the Giants are averaging 34-and-a-half. I just tweeted it. That's the last two games the starters have played, 34-and-a-half points per game, 38 and 31, and then the defense is only giving up 17. That's winning football, and, you know, obviously Philly has had their number, but everything's on the table. Like they said, they are 1-0. and I'm glad they played. You know, it gives them a little momentum. Yeah, you talked about coaching and things like that. So first of all, you got to have some great plays, right? Now, Brandon, the degree of difficulty on the Isaiah Hodgins 19-yard catch on the left sideline, you know, you're a receiver, so you can you can appreciate that. I mean, that's the stuff we see other teams do, right? And the Giants have some decent receivers now. That is a great catch, right? That's a great catch. Paul, call, call them what you want to call them. B London 2.0. Let's just call him. Let's just call him what we want. It's not going to hurt my feelings. The man has been out here balling. We look and we talked about the numbers about every wide receiver that came in at that trade deadline. Every wide receiver. And, like, I talked to him on uh, Wednesday when I was in the facility with you guys, Paul, and I was asking him, like, all right, talked about TJ Hawkinson, what he did last game, talked about Justin Jefferson, and not only what he does – that last game, but every game. Do you guys, after putting up 200 and I believe 59 yards uh, as as a big three, as their own Giants big three, you guys feel like you're the underdogs and you're not being talked about uh, enough. And he just gave me that that light-skinned Drake smile. Like, it's the smile that light-skinned guys have when it's like Chico DeBars or something. It's like, we know we're the man. Like, but we just want to be kind of humble because I think I'm on TV right now. And he just gave that. We know what we can do. 
we know we work, you know, we work hard and I was trying to push him, but that's just, he gave me the whole, the whole humble uh, approach when it came to it. And when we talk about Daniel Jones, I'm like, how do you guys get that chemistry? Like, like what, what do you seen from eight throughout this week? And he was like, you know, it was, it was the, that coaches, players talk like, Oh, we're just going to do the same things we've done every week. We've done. But again, it was that stay behind after practice. Get that work in. Get those extra touches. Get those extra reps in, and you just you just absolutely saw it. And you know what? I like the fact we talked about that great play. Then you need good coaching. So what happens? There's some debate. Was he in bounds? The Giants rush to the line, right? Don't let any kind of challenge. Throw a deep ball, right? So Dan, they don't just they throw a deep ball. Has a chance out of harm's way, and they don't let them. You know they don't. You know Daniel was so unflustered in this game. After the game, guys, this is something people wouldn't know. So after the game, he's up at the podium, right? You know he's being Daniel, very humble, and all of a sudden, halfway through his press conference, over the loudspeaker, they start pumping in the Vikings. You know I don't even know who it was. A, a Vikings player was being interviewed, and it was loud, so you couldn't hear Daniel anymore. So Daniel's just standing there. He's looking around. You know, he's like, okay, what do I do? And he's like, he's almost like, okay, can I leave now? And we really weren't done with Daniel. So they're trying, a technician comes in, they try to turn off the the audio. They can't do it. They can't do it. And Daniel's just standing there, you know, he's just like, nothing bothers him. And then they finally said, you know what? Let's go outside, you know? So we go outside to the little room on the side there and we just get around Daniel and talk to him a little more intimate selling, setting. And he just walks over there like, yeah, whatever. He doesn't big time anybody. He doesn't do anything. It's just like, all right, you want me to talk over here? I'll talk over here. He was asked, what does this first playoff mean win to you mean to you? And he says, well, you know, it was us, us, we, we. And then somebody, another writer said, no, we asked, what does it mean to you? And he just said, it means a lot. Then it means a lot to all of us, he said. I mean, he just won't, you know, he, he won't do. But on Saquon's two-yard touchdown run, right, which he, he um, carried a 325-pound Dal- uh, Dalvin um, Tomlinson into the end zone, right, you know, the former Giant. He said, Daniel Jones, uh, Saquon said that Daniel said to him, L, he said, um, LFG. He said in a huddle, he said, LFG, you're scoring. What does that mean, Paul? What does that mean? Say it. Please. So, no, I will not say it. First of all, it's a family. Let's podcast. F and go. Hey, Dalvin Thompson, a friend go, right? of the show, so, too, by the so, way. So Dalvin he goes. Thompson. So I looked at I was standing right next to Saquon. And, and you know, knowing Daniel, I'm not so sure. I said, uh, Saquon, did Daniel say LFG or did he say the words? And then he, <laughs> Saquon left. said, no, he said the words. And then he said, Saquon goes, well, if I say the words, will I get fined? And I said, I won't find you for it. But, you know, he said, that's the relationship we have. Daniel challenged me. You're going to score here. You know, let's F and go. You know, those two have something special. I mean, they had a friendship from the start. They have, you know, they're, they're different guys. You know, Saquon is a megastar. You know, Daniel's finding his niche as a really good quarterback. But those guys have a bond, man. They, they are real. You know, you guys have both been in locker rooms and you say, you know, there's a couple of guys who are really close, right? Those guys are really close friends. And um, moving forward, moving forward, it's really interesting to see, you know, how long they stay together and how what things they do together. There's a, there's a really good quote, Paul. I don't know who said it. I must have heard it. It said, great friendships are forged through shared failures. And they certainly have had that. And it's brought them closer together. They've been to the pits of hell in that franchise. And now they're on top. It reminds me of, of you saying that he like he 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 actually said the word or he didn't or did said the words. It's like uh when Dave Chappelle on the Chappelle show talked about Tiger Woods and he was like, For shizzle. <laughs> well it wouldn't have surprised me if if Daniel did say LFG. 
right? It wouldn't have surprised anybody if he you know, You know what? I've heard Daniel can drop him. I'm telling you, he can drop the F-bombs. He okay. can, you know, he can. There's no question about it. And look, if you're going to challenge someone, you might as well challenge Saquon Barkley, right, to get two yards because he's not going to be denied too often. He ran well. I mean, he had nine carries for 53 yards. He averaged almost six yards a carry. It wasn't like they were getting stuffed. No, there were several times when the Giants had a lead, 17-7, 17-14. I kept on thinking, all right, they're going to try the second half. They're going to try to pound away and, you know, with Saquon. They wouldn't do it. They wouldn't do it. They, they felt they they had matchups that they could throw to. And I'm thinking, you know, you're risking things. You're risking things. They know what they want and they got it. There's no question about it. It's a dangerous offense. I mean, you had no idea if he was handing it to Saquon or running it himself. And that's something the Eagles are going to have to plan for. And obviously, you were already going to plan for it because we know Daniel could run. But we didn't know he was running 17 times in a playoff game. And, you know, Dayball said that was their plan before the game. And, you know, they were not ready for it, the Vikings. And like I said, time of possession and the run game were the difference 33 to 26 30 rushing attempts versus 16 rushing attempts 142 yards versus 61 yards and that's the difference in the game and uh it was fun to watch you know they spread the love across the board everyone got involved in this game and even our guy Kenny Galladay with the block of the day you know he he shoved I forget who the player was he shoved to the ground but you know he's even getting involved and again we preach on this coaching staff you know, you saw on the sidelines, too, a good moment. I don't know if you guys saw when Dayball kind of was putting Slayton's chin up. He was saying after that big drop, he's lifting his chin up saying, you, you know, you'll get him next time. And we've seen the tough love side of Dayball's coaching. And we've also seen that side, the softer side. We've seen the cigar side. We've seen all different sides of him. And that contributes to success here in the playoffs. They, You know, they were a better coach team than the Vikings. Darius Slayton said there was nobody in the tri-state area hoping for a defensive stop more than me. Look, if you lose the game, right, Slayton, Slayton, Slayton. Remember last game, Richie James, drop, drop, you know, the drop. You know, when, when you do, you know, uh, Julian Love almost makes a great interception. It would have been a great interception, but he didn't. You know, so there's certain, when you, if you lose, you look at those things, this could have happened, this could have happened. That drop is a killer, right? And um, it wasn't a killer. They picked him up and, uh, you know, but Slayton was very, very, you know, upset with himself, but he said, you know, look, next week, somebody else will make a play that might not help us win a game, but we pick each other up. And Dayball, look, you guys in the locker room, you guys have been in locker rooms with coaches, you know it. When your coach, you know, he went right over to him and, you know, Darius Slayton doesn't have a contract for next year. He might, you know, the next game they lose, it might be his last game with the Giants. He's, like you said, he's lifted his chin up. Dayball said, you know, he really praised Kenny Galladay. Kenny Galladay made one play today. You know, he didn't even get a target. He made a great block. It was on um, Shelley, um, Duke Shelley, the cornerback. The, the he just drove him away. You know what I mean? And, and Saquon praised Galladay for that. You know, that's good stuff. That's good stuff. You know, Kenny Galladay had every right to just check out. Let's face it. And, um, you know, he made a big block. At times, you know, you know, at the end of the year, how every like coach will break down that locker room at the end and be like, we'll never be the same team again going forward after this. I think this team really realizes this. I think this team is just like, yo, we're, we're, we're going on a run. We're going on a ride. Fellas, you might get your money this place. You might get your money in this place. You might not even be in the league until halfway through the season next year. Let's just go for a ride and take this thing wherever it takes us. And when you talk about a guy who drops a ball, because remember Darius Slate last year against the Commanders, it, you're talking about misplays, missed opportunities. 
we've always kind of looked at that as like the end of it. This was not only the end of the game, but this was led to an end of a season, a three-one season, a four-one season. But now you're seeing guys who, and Paul, we've seen this throughout the locker room after these big wins, after these upset wins in London, when Jahai Ward was telling the, the media, no, don't come in here now. Don't be on our side. Don't rock with us now. You're seeing this team that they've believed in themselves from early position to now when it really matters. And they're showing in their football. And then at the end of the day, it's showing in their, their post-game press conference and the way they talk to the media because this team is – they're riding. They're rocking with each other. They, they're locked in. And, it's, I mean, it's just been fun to watch. We said how much they, you know, overcame the slate and drop. How about the roughing the passer? Can we talk about that for a second, Paul? What I don't, I'll hear your angle first because I mean, all of Twitter, we all thought that was one of the worst calls in the history of playoff football. Uh, we'll start with you. What did you think of that one on Dexter Lawrence? Um, I didn't think it was pass uh, roughing the passer. I didn't. You know, you know, they don't like the the the, the visual of you ragdolling somebody. But you know what? It's not the worst pass. Um, you're roughing the passer I've seen. It's not the worst. I asked Dexter about it after the game. He said it really pissed me off, really pissed me off. You know, he said he knew that that could have been a really big play to help their keep their drive going. But he said, look, he said, I want an explanation, but I couldn't get one then. He said, I knew I had to just calm down and play the next play. You know, I had to make up for it. I had to play the next play. You know what? And see, that's the beauty of this is they didn't play perfect. I mean, that was a rough call against them. You know, the defensive line didn't play great. You know what I mean? They didn't play great. They they had no sacks. They had, you know, some pressure on Cousins, but not a lot. So that's that's the mark of a good team. It wasn't like they dominated up front. I'll tell you one thing in the second half, though. Darnay Holmes on those screens to Dalvin Cook. I mean, did they go to school on that or what? How many minus three and minus four yard plays were there when Darnay Holmes was up in Dalvin Cook's face? And, you know, we've talked about Dalvin. We've talked about um, uh, Darnay Holmes a bunch on this podcast. And, you know, sometimes we've criticized them. But, you know, these guys aren't perfect by any stretch. But they, you know, he played well. I mean, Dalvin Cook, who can really hurt you, he had six catches for 10 yards. Okay, now that's not doing a whole lot of damage, is it? That's not doing a whole lot of damage at all. None. You know, the biggest, the biggest, the uh, the rough in the passer, I mean, you just hold your breath now anytime a, a player touches a quarterback. And I, that's any team. I mean, it's gotten so ridiculous. You know, the best play on that drive was Cordell Flott. Yeah. That play he, he made. Guy. He loves this guy. I'm telling you, y'all are seeing it. That dude can play. I, I don't even know if he was in very much, but they put him in in that situation. And he chases K.J. Osborne, who can fly, and textbook coverage gets his arm in there and makes a play. I'm getting ahead of myself, but he might be your CB2 next year. He is good, really good player. But overall, they just – you know, I'm surprised, too, they did not – I I'll be interested to see the numbers tomorrow when they come out. How I don't think they blitzed very much. I really don't. They got I don't think – I yep. don't think they blitzed a lot. Now, now Kirk was throwing the ball, getting it out quick. They started to run it a little bit early. But I, I'll be honest with you. I think they were below their average for blitzing. I think so, too. Yeah. And then when we put McKinney on Hawkinson, it, it slowed him down a little bit. Obviously, he, he had a big game, but he didn't have any uh, chunk plays. It felt like late, which would have hurt us. But, yeah, they're clicking, man. It's fun to watch. I'll tell you what. When you talk about they uh, they didn't blitz as much. Uh, so, uh, Paul, Mike Adams, 
You, uh, you, you guys know Mike Adams. Been yeah. in a, he was from Patterson, New Jersey. Went to Delaware. Played all over the league for what sixteen seasons as safety. Uh, he was corner safety. He was with the Giants um, during training camp as the like defensive quality control coach, or he was learning the offense. He's there. It's, it's Plax is Plax Cobras is right hand man because uh, Plax and uh, and and AB and my Bradshaw were doing the signings today at the Wicked Wolf. Guys, in Hoboken, I feel young again going there and uh, emceeing. But um, Mike Adams was there, and I was just talking to him. The first drive, I mean, you saw how how effortless the the the, the Vikings moved down the field with the throws, quick throws. And I was asking, I, I asked Pops because we call him, his nickname is Pops. I saw a lot of shifts. I saw a lot of emotions from the Vikings on that first drive, moving guys around. I'm like, what is Wink going to do after this, or how do you combat that? And he's like, well, they're they're motioning, they're moving guys because they're trying to get numbers on whether it's the run or the pass. If you're blitzing, they want to motion guys over to get some numbers, whether it's you're going to flood some sort of zone or you're going to run a bunch of like a, a, like a, a heavy concept against man. Or if it's run, you're trying to get a guy over there to get an extra guy against the run. He goes, Winks can, Wink can counter that by calling – a lot of two zone or a lot of quarters because now you don't have guys chasing. You're you're chasing. You're one to two steps behind when you're chasing, and they're running a bunch of little out routes with Jefferson. That's why he got the four catches on that first drive. He's like, those are just those are runs. You can count. He was like, there's a four yard throw. Boom. It was another little six yard throw. He's like, they're doing that against the, the, the a run blitz or some sort of called or perceived blitz to get the ball out of his hands fast. And that's technically a run. He goes, once he moves it to some sort of too high shell or some sort of cover four, now we're not chasing anymore. Now the guys are watching. You're playing with your eyes now. And when they come over, now you make that call to whomever's inside of you and you make some sort of adjustment when it comes to that. And I'm sitting there watching the entire time. You didn't see guys chase emotions in all after, after that first uh after that first drive and then like throughout the game. So uh, what I got to saw, I, I love watching uh, the game with, with defensive players so I can ask them questions and what was what, but you just, you saw wink the ultimate chess player when it comes to football playing some great chess today and putting those players in position and getting guys like Cordell Flott up against whoever it is that he had to go up against to make that play in that moment. And it was just, you know, again, it's one of those things you're going to, they're going to look at the tape. What do they say times? It's never as good. It's never as bad. When you break it down, you watch that tape. But right now they're moving on to the second round of NFL playoffs. It's because both the coaching staff and the players in that locker room got it right. And it's, you know, it's easier for Wink to trust his defense when he has a Dory Jackson and Xavier McKitty both out there. You know, great to have a Dory Jackson back in the field. He was tremendous. And it was like hanging in the Louvre, the injury report on Friday when Dan Solomon, everyone's tweeting it out. Probable none, questionable none, doubtful none. Let's go. Let's hop on the flight. Let's get to Minnesota. I mean, that never happens. And this team, all the adversity they battled early in the season, later in the season, you know, guys hurt, Sterling Shepard going down, everyone else who went down, Kadarius Tony traded, everything this team has battled through, they're coming out healthy here. And now going to Philadelphia. Now, you know, they leave Minnesota. They said, Kirk Cousins, chain, we got it. 
Daniel Jones, you saw the Giants tweeted out. They tweeted uh, Daniel with all the chains on. Uh, <laughs> great job by the social media team tonight. They were killing it with that. Um, and now they go to Philly. Lawrence, well, you guys will preview the game in full on Thursdays. You know, Blue Rush preview, but is the third time the charm here. You know, this is an Eagles team that's rested. They got the bye week. Um, we'll see what happens with the other game with the Bucks and Cowboys, but uh, Giants in good position here. Maybe the third time is the charm. What do you think? Absolutely. This is not the same team that that played them however many weeks ago. Of course, we played the, the backups in week 18. Anything can happen in this tournament, guys. I've been a part of it, thankfully, twice. This team's confidence is going to be through the roof. They know what Philly is. They know what they present. They've studied them twice, right? Even those guys who didn't play last week studied that football team. They know who they are. Jalen Hurts is banged up. He's been hurting. He's going to be a target on Sunday or Saturday when they play. I mean, he's going to have to – if they're going to be successful in beating the Giants, they're going to have to get him running. And I don't think they want to do that. So, yeah, anything's possible, man. They're not – they're unafraid. This is an egoless football team, and they're unafraid. And they're playing very, very good football. And they're healthy. You know, obviously, your heart breaks for Aziz Ajilari. It's just been a lost season. I mean, the guy cannot stay healthy with these soft tissue injuries. Maybe he got too big, too strong. I know he put on a lot of weight this offseason, but – Man, I mean, it's one thing. It's a calf. It's another calf. It's a thigh. I mean, these are things that, as an athlete, you think you have control over. You do, for the most part. And I don't know what he's doing in his diet. I'm not here to bang on him when he's down. But, you know, they're missing him. They really are. Uh, And I don't know how much he played. He didn't play a whole lot. I didn't see him a whole lot in there at all. When I found out it was a thigh, I was like, oh, man, not another. Well, he got he got kicked. He said he said, you know, it was on the throwback play, the, the trick play. Oh, yeah. yeah. Now, let me ask you something. The dumbest play in playoff history. Was that, that was fourth and one, right? Yeah, let's get let's start to Kirk Cousins and let him run. I mean, I mean, I mean, throw it, throw it to Jefferson back to Kirk. I mean, fourth and one. How about, you know, the, the Giants fourth and one. They sneak it or they give it to Saquon. I mean, I thought it was. Paul, let me ask. Paul, let me ask you this question: Is Coach of the Year like that hasn't been? I don't think it has any. No, but I think the voting is in before the playoffs. Oh, it is. Okay. Yeah, I think so. Right. I, I think it's before the. I think it's a regular. I'm season. not sure. I'm, yeah. Never voted. I, 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 I think it is. Um, but Ojolari said he thought he got kicked by Cousins on the play because he, he, you know, he was there. So look. So I mean, it's it, it, it's soft tissue. But if you get kicked, you get kicked. He was. Um, he was not happy after the game you know I, I i don't he didn't declare himself out but he said i just can't avoid these injuries you know he was he was ticked off yeah i mean it's you know it's just probably not going to happen for him this season is what you think you know it just doesn't you know seem like it but um you never know got the thigh maybe he can come back you know and and um we'll see but um because they need his pass rush you know and like i said the pass rush was not great today see that's the good thing you advance you advance look now 24 points of the vikings is acceptable you know, that's below their season average. So that's acceptable to giving up. You know, it's not giving up, you know, 13 points, but 24. You know, that, that's the last five years. What have you said about the Giants? You know, if they give up 24, they lose the game. Right. So you have to get you can you have to win games when you give up 24 points. And, you know, this is this is what the NFL is now. And the Giants are able to score 31. You know, that's that's part of it, too. You got to 
you know, you get, you know, and, and, and I thought, I thought Kafka did some just little motions. You see the plays where he had two guys going, what he, he, I think he had a fake, faked it to Richie James and maybe, I, and somebody else. And then he gives it to Brita going the other way. You know, these weren't big hitters, but they were, you know, Brita picked up a first down, right? That was, you know. Oh, that was incredible. A really good really one yard. Effort, run. That was an effort play. Yeah, so you know they're doing a lot of creative stuff, and it's not necessarily coming out. Well, Saquon's big. touchdown had a little nuance, yes. a little jet sweep the other way, and then the yeah. the toss. Yeah, he's really he's really added some nice things to that offense. You yeah. you know you're playing against a, a defense that plays a lot of zones. Well, let me let me do some trickeration with your eyes. You know, again, it goes back to what I was saying about Wink, how it's like don't run man against all these motions and 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 shifts because now we're chasing. Now you're chasing that man and you can't get your eyes to the plays. Now he knows he's playing the defense, a uh, heavy zone defense, and you're moving guys around. All right, I know Sa- Saquon's in the backfield, but if I see a Richie James and somebody else motion, my eyes are there, and then boom, here comes a down block. Oh, here comes a crackback block on the blind side. And it was one of those things like Mike Kafka. I've got to, I, I have to sit here and kind of take a step back and 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 not not so much apologize, be like, okay, I see why you're getting uh, the the interview for the for the Panthers, or you're getting requested for, I believe, uh, Paul the Texans' job. People want or teams. I'm realizing. These teams and organizations want someone who can develop an offense and develop a quarterback and who can be creative and and and, and engineer something against the NFL defenses that are out there because there's nothing new under the sun. Cover two is cover two. Cover four is cover four. Blitz, you know, cover six is cover six. But when you can do different things and add these little nuances in with the, the, the puzzle pieces and the, and the chess pieces that you have – then that's what makes the offense really go. And you're seeing him getting the most out of less or for what we or what us think is less. But in that locker room, they think their offense, they think that's the the ninth. That's, they, they think that's the, the Randy Moss Vikings back in the day with Dante Culpepper getting a roll on like they, they, that that offense, man. Like he Mike Kafka has really done a great job with this offense this year. Not only Dan Jones, but with the running back, Saquon Barkley in the receiving core. And it's it's. I mean, it's it's just been a fun to watch this offense and watch the chess game that they play as well. And what's the latest, Paul, on Jason Pinnock? He he's got sent to the hospital. Do we think he he's out, or do we don't know? No, no, a- abdomen um, injury. He um, was checked out. He was checked out fine. He was back in the locker room. He flew back with the team. He said he was feeling. Uh, the Giants said he was feeling much better. So. Um, you know, that's certainly good news. Yeah. I mean, I was, you know, I don't know, you know, what his status is for the next game, but he flew back with the team and he was feeling better. So um, it was something they had to check out and it checked out. Okay. Saturday night, primetime game, Saturday night. Um, and I heard exclusively, I've heard that Eagles fans have started drinking now. Okay. For the Saturday night game. They started. Listen, make no mistake about it. This is the last team they wanted to play, uh, and and San Fran. You can say all you want about how they beat them, and it's Dallas. We were the last team they wanted to play. Us, we know them. We've we've seen them. I'm telling you, they're nervous in that building. Hey, that last you. game, that last game they played, it only helped the Giants because the Eagles were, were going for it. And yeah, they, they were. Could not put they could not put a bunch of backups away. So um, that's why. Uh, that's why I think this is this is not. You know, obviously San Fran's got a. An incredible defense, but this is a third time around. We saw what 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 can happen. 
You saw it. You got, you saw it. Yeah. Yeah. Cowboys 07. Cowboys 07. Yeah. I'll tell you, I, I right now, I mean, I remember in 07, I thought the Giants would beat the Bucks. I did not think you would beat the Cowboys. After seeing the first two games, you know, I'm not a player. After seeing the first two games in that season against the Cowboys, I said, they're not, that's the number one seed. They're not going to beat them. I feel better this year about the Giants' chances of going into Philly and beating the number one seed Eagles than I did in 2007 with Momentum. the Giants and the Cowboys. Momentum. I think these teams that are playing today and yesterday, there's a little bit, there's something to be said for that playing and not sitting. There is. Yeah. It's the first Giants playoff win since your time, Lawrence, a decade. And they will go to Philly, and we need Isaiah Hodgins. One more video. Walk in your trap. Take over your trap. He posted it again. God, I, I could watch that video on loop you know, all day long. It's so fun seeing those guys in line. I, I posted it. I posted it on my Twitter. Oh, B London, BL 2.0. Yeah. Bankroll Fresh is the rapper of, of the hit song that uh, Isaiah Hodgins has taken over. Well, we will be here for a Blue Rush preview. You guys got that on Thursday, and we'll have at least one more post game. I don't know. I'm with you, Lawrence. I feel good about this team right now. They're riding high, and just the coaching has just been remarkable. I'm excited to see what they draw up next week and to win with zero sacks. I mean, we talked about putting pressure on Kirk Cousins, zero sacks, zero turnovers. Zero victories for Minnesota. The Giants move on to the divisional round. And uh, I guess we'll see you Thursday and then Sunday morning here on Blue Rush. But the Scotsman will close us out next. Look, Daniels, I've said it all year. He's been good for us. He continues to be good for us. And he played a good game. Um, and I think there's a lot of other people that play good games, too, to help him play a good game. He'll be the first to admit it. But uh, as the leader of our football team, um, you know, I'm proud of him. And that says cheerio to episode 140. That's a lot of shows of Blue Rush, our Giants podcast from the New York Post. Thanks to Jake Brown and Andrew Hartz for producing the show. Lawrence, this team is special, man. This team is fun. I am feeling something in the air. There could be a run like you guys had in 2008 and 2012. I like this Giants team and Danny Dimes. He's getting lots of dimes in the offseason. Just for consistency purposes, I'll say I'm chuffed again. Two weeks in a row, Jake. That's chuffed times two. This team is absolutely wonderful to watch. What a privilege it is. All right, subscribe to Blue Rush on Apple Podcasts. Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your bloody pods. Subscribe to the New York Post Sports YouTube page to watch full episodes of this show. For Brandon London, Jake Brown, Paul Schwartz, I'm the Scotsman Lawrence Tynes. We will return to your eardrums for the Blue Rush Divisional Round Preview as we get you ready for Giants-Eagles and the disgusting Philadelphia on Saturday. Let's go, Big Blue. That's chuffed times two.